0: I'm a part time rock star. What's up? Welcome to the Part Time Rock Star Podcast, episode 159. This week featuring my guest Mark Toure out of Washington, D.C. He is a local area hip hop artist and has been releasing music for a few years now. Uh, He's been using his lyrics to educate and empower during that time. Specifically, Mark has some Armenian genocide survivors in his lineage which inspired him to release a song called 1915 and uh, the track has been characterized as his most impactful release thus far Uh, i featured it on this episode as well as his latest song called true craft which uh, features some other artists including mc bravado and allison blanc So you can check that out wherever you stream music if you like it. And you can also follow Mark on all of his socials. And I put his website in the episode description as well. So you should be able to find him. But, uh, yeah, as always, um, thanks for listening and uh, supporting local art in general. We always appreciate it. And hopefully you yourself are doing okay as we move into hoodie season, fall weather. Personal news and notes. I will be playing Saturday up at Monica Sea Brewing from 12 to 3, and that's in Frederick. And uh, then I'm going down to Baltimore, Fed Hill, to the DK Tavern, playing 9 to midnight. So uh, double dipping acoustically. Uh, if you're in the neighborhood, feel free to stop by. Last two things i got to mention is uh, part-time Rockstar Productions is up and running. If you're looking for any content of any kind, music videos, live shots, stuff like that. And then the sponsor of the show is Truly Strings Guitar Shop. Uh, Steven is the luthier who runs it. And uh, you can definitely check out Truly Strings on Instagram. I take all my guitars there. But without further ado, we will get to the conversation with Mark Touray. We'll but I'm a part-time rock
1: star. A year that will live in infamy, countless people murdered by hostile infantry, children still in their infancy, killed instantly, mass executions, without any sympathy. The Ottoman Empire set fire to Armenia, killing more people than untreated leukemia. Their mission was the extinction of our religion, so they started nearby where my family was living. My great grandma and her kids fled their town, her husband and friends had already been gunned down. She escaped, but she lost her daughter along the way. She came who america held a son and prayed back home the church and I, the genocide happened they say the countless dead are simply imagined for a hundred years their regime holds control and speaking out will land you life without parole
0: yeah my name's brett if i didn't say that before Nice
2: yeah, to meet no. you yeah likewise um, man thank you so much for having me on
0: yeah dude uh, I guess you're mutual friends of wills maybe is that uh...
2: yeah yes yeah, so will used to um, work with um, one of my business managers um, Kevin Plater a while ago nice. um, so he's connected with uh, you know the management team that I work with um, and um, you know we started doing some some music together. He DJed a festival that we put on um, in Freedom Plaza in 2019. And then uh, we were working on some other stuff as well. Um, nice. So, yeah, no, it's glad to see, you know, what you got, you, got, you got going on and everything. I'm happy to be a part of it.
0: Yeah, Will definitely gets around. Um, I started playing music with him now lately a little bit too. And, and for people listening, it's uh, Will Cole. Uh, he was on an episode recently, but, uh, but yeah, that's cool. Um, I was checking out uh some of your stuff today all the music videos and whatnot it's a pretty uh impressive catalog
2: oh nice thanks man appreciate it yeah i've been been fortunate enough to you know perform in a lot of places and do a lot of you know fun shows and uh, a lot of different people so i'm very blessed to sort of spread that message around there yeah
0: yeah um, the beard is definitely coming in for you a little bit since, yes uh since shooting so that's cool <laughs>
2: Yeah, it's um actually got to go get it trimmed. It's uh it's been a little crazy um past couple weeks um yeah. you know, but definitely definitely growing out pretty hardcore.
0: Cool. So what's going on in the basement there? You got uh, I mean assuming it's a basement, it looks like studio, yeah, maybe of some kind. Yeah, no, um, it's like a
2: little studio basement. This is my sort of like little recording studio area. So I've got. Nice. Sort of still a work in progress, but sort of, you know, my desk set up, speakers and everything. It's more so a rehearsal space at the moment yeah. right now. Um, you know, it's all sound treated and everything, but building it out to be an actual, you know, functioning recording studio as well, content creation and things like that.
0: Hell yeah. Yeah, very self-sufficient. There's nothing wrong with that. Yep,
2: yep. Definitely, yeah. definitely good to have good content to be able to put out and, um, you know, even prior to going to the studio, just making sure I get a verse down. If I hear, want to hear it a certain way, make sure I get it that way before I go into the studio.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask if uh, you do your own production or if uh, you outsource or you go somewhere else. or. Uh...
2: Yeah, so most of my production, um, I actually have been recording elsewhere. Um, I used to record a lot at District Sound Lab. Um, that's where I did my first album, um, All the Engineering. Um, they, the engineer, uh, Kalen Anake, uh, he moved out to LA, um, 2021, I think. Um, and he's been doing big things out there. Um, uh, working with like artists like Busher T and uh, IDK. Oh, um, I've been r- doing a lot of recording at GDA Productions. Um, mm-hmm. they have a really good setup over there as well. Um, Garrett Atkinson has a great studio there. Um, and then recently I've been working, um, mostly doing more in-house stuff, but also doing stuff with, uh, a great, another great engineer, um, uh, mixer, uh, Chris Carter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, most of, most of my production stuff has actually not been in this area. All right. When I say this area, I mean like this studio. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely looking to do more of it
0: here in the future. Nice. You in, uh, DC or Baltimore or something like that or?
2: Yeah, so I was born in D.C. I live just outside the city now, um, in Chevy Chase, um, cool. so like five minutes away from the border.
0: Um, Fancy part of town. Yeah, yeah,
2: no, yeah. I've been very fortunate. My my grandparents basically came here as uh, refugees um, after escaping the Armenian genocide. Uh, but my grandfather was able to, uh, you know, fortunate enough to go to MIT and actually became like a rocket scientist and was working wow. on like missile missiles and worked for GE and um the defense department building, uh, you sort know, of fighter pilots, uh, fighter planes in the forties and stuff. Um, so he, you know, he earned a good living. I was able to buy, uh, you know, a, uh, a nice house here, which has sort
0: of been very fortunate to grow up in this area, you know? Yeah. Um, so. nice. So what, uh, what got you into rapping or what got you into music?
2: Oh man. Um, so I mean like I've been a huge fan of music, Ever since I was born, pretty much, my dad is a huge music collector, really big into um, sort of rock, uh, funk, jazz, um, a lot of sort of experimental stuff, you know, Sun raw, things like that. Um, So I grew up sort of listening to that. My grandmother was also a concert pianist. um, So I grew up going to a lot of shows with her and seeing like jazz musicians play and everything. Yeah. Um, Really got into rap more so because of the message that can be delivered in it um you know my dad was really big into like public enemy and nwa even um you know grandmaster fash and furious five you know like these were important messages that really weren't being covered anywhere um so that's something that um sort of combined the funk and the flow of the music with an important message which i think can be used as a really important tool to sort of spread awareness about important issues that aren't being covered.
0: Yeah. When was the um, the video taken of uh, the uh, protest or uh, the Armenian uh, gathering in the White House for the video that you had there?
2: Um, so that... So I did two performances, um, at one in 2016 and then one in 2018. Um, I think the one you're referring to was the one in 2018. Um, and that basically song about the Armenian genocide um, called 1915. It's being yeah. used at a couple schools to help um, educate. Nice. So I was performing that. Um, it's like a commemoration that Armenians all across the world do um, every April 24th, uh, which okay. is sort of
0: like the start of when the genocide started
2: and taking place.
0: I got you. Yeah, it's cool, man, especially getting adopted and getting it adopted into schools. Um, one video... In particular, it stood out to me as well uh, for Wake Up. I know it's not your latest by any means, yeah, but the pr- production quality was pretty awesome on that. And then also still touching on a lot of the same themes, like lyrically. Um, it definitely kind of stood out.
2: Yeah, that song actually was a really cool collaboration because after I released 19... 19- It got a lot of good traction and coverage uh, by some international sources like uh, Voice of America and then some Armenian news stations. And uh, it's a very talented Armenian uh, producer um, and composer reached out to me, uh, Edward Hamartoumian, and he um, had this sort of great symphony sort of style arrangement, um, but he was looking for lyrics to go on top of it. So we kind of collaborated and I used some of the lyrics from my songs 1915, but then also some new lyrics and um, yeah, he had a great video production team and a you know a really great uh, video, which is an awesome metaphor uh, for yeah. making
0: life not war. Yeah, it's really cool. Hopefully, people check that out. I'll I'll drop just basically your website in, regardless to this episode. But, oh, awesome! Um, Thanks, man. But yeah, I mean, uh, Will mentioned you were kind of blowing up, and you know, a lot of times I assume when that happens, it's like somebody just has something viral. But it's cool to see that uh, you have a really like organic you know, like genuine cause, um, behind your stuff, which I assume is, uh, attributed to at least some of the, uh, the upswing or uptick in, uh, streams and, and all that stuff.
2: Yeah. I think it's, it's been one of those things where like, you know, working with, um, you know, my management team, Versatile Entertainment, um, we've really been working on just sort of that organic growth. And a lot of that comes from just like finding what I as an artist have to say, yeah. and then, Really doubling down on that message. And I think that's something that, because a lot of my music, like 1915, has a subject that is really uh, powerful that people are going to gravitate towards, that really has opened a lot of doors for people who might not even be like hip hop fans, you know, who yeah. identify with the message and are like diehard supporters because they're on board with what I'm saying, even if it's through a medium that they don't really relate to, um, which I think has been really sort of a, a great way to be sort of organically growing.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's cool. I mean, I gotta not gonna lie. I like history, but uh, the Armenian genocide—I never learned a lot about. I guess I gotta say, probably learn more about it in in your single song than uh, yeah any textbook really. I feel like it gets glazed well, over.
2: Don't don't feel too bad about it. I mean, the 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 perpetrator has spent billions of dollars making it that way. You know, the the Ottoman Empire yeah. when it was collapsing, it was committed by you know the Ottoman Empire, which is now modern day Turkey. They spent billions of dollars on this denial campaign for the last 107 years, bribing other nations, you know, they teach a false curriculum in their schools, um, edit the internet. I mean, they really go all out to keep this bit of information out, um, from, from the next generation learning about it. Um, which is one of the reasons why I felt so, um, you know, I felt it was so needed to make a song like this, um, because hip hop is a medium that the youth can really identify with. And they can absorb this information. And if, if they're not getting in the school, this is a way for them to get it in.
0: Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, in a way, I'm a history buff. It's not necessarily my favorite subject. But I was just having a conversation, like, the other day about uh, a similar sort of uh, subject in the sense of, like, someone I know was, like, really uh, against Howard Zinn's books. I don't know if you know who he is. Mm. But he he wrote a People's History of the United States and it's sort of like a counter account, maybe, of U.S. history to, I guess, the you know more dominant mainstream textbook history. Okay. And I always love that book because, in general, I do like you know learning about every angle I can. And sure. uh, this particular person was like, ah, oh, he's just terrible. He's you know corrupting the youth. And this book is old, man. It was written in like the 70s, but I guess it's gotten more traction as it's gotten older. And um, I don't know, I just found it interesting that he was so against something like that. And I was like, even if it's wrong or maybe incorrect in some ways, um, personally, I think you got to try to get both sides. Like, I don't know. I wish there was more historical context that did include like, you know what, this is what we think or what we have to say, but here's the, here's the other side, you know, and then like decide what you want afterward. Anyway, that's just my little two cent rant. Yeah, I'm, on not, that. I'm not
2: familiar with that book. I'll have to check it out. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, you're right. There's a lot of information that is definitely getting left out um, in curriculum. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, pieces, even in America, of our own history that sort of gets left out in, in our right. own curriculum about how events, you know, really happened. Um, so you know, especially in a situation like you know in Turkey where they not only committed the genocide and took the land, but then kind of control the government afterwards. Like they have total say as to what they teach yeah. and what they don't teach. So there really isn't any chance for an Armenian, um, I mean, journalists, Armenian jewelers, journalists get killed and jailed over there on a consistent basis for spreading, yeah. you know, talking about this. So, um, it's definitely an uphill battle for sure. But yeah, knowledge is yeah. power. For
0: Hell yeah. Um, have you run into any, more uh, type of attention, either on the negative or positive side, um, for the the songs?
2: like Yeah, um, well, I mean, 1915 is one of those big songs that, um, yeah. you know, has honored a lot of support and a lot of attention um, in a lot of ways. You know, there has been negative attention. There's been a lot of sort of um, anti-Armenian sentiment that I've gotten, um, even some death threats, things like that. That's not really uncommon um, for Armenians to... Encounter when we're talking about this, especially nowadays on the internet when everyone's got Twitter fingers um, and and are angry about it. Um, I was having another conversation a a few weeks ago. There's a great film that came out called Motherland, uh, which is about um, an invasion into the Republic of Artsakh, which is an Armenian land. Um, And the director, um, a really great guy, uh, Vikarami, he was talking about just the same sort of thing he's getting death threats and you know we kind of had this conversation it's like almost like a badge of honor it means that you're you're a blip on their radar you're you're threatening the denial campaign you're saying something the truth to them so you know it's kind of like it just means that you're doing the right thing and you're you're getting it there to the point where it's making a difference and that's a threat to them
0: yeah um unfortunately when you hit the nail on the head Truth-wise, that's uh, yeah often the backlash. But... Yep.
2: Uh, there has been other songs I've talked about, uh, um, other stuff and you know, there's always been always going to be backlash with politics. You know, no yeah. matter what country you're in, especially now in America, it's pretty volatile right now, just with the past couple of elections and upcoming stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, ultimately, most of my reception has been very, very positive. Like, even when there's negative backlash, it's just you know. Talking yeah. about issues that people find you know, confrontational. And that's something that, you know, t- sometimes you just have to talk about that stuff to move forward and work through the issue. You know, to ignore yeah. it is not going to solve anything. Um,
0: yeah, for sure. Um, I guess, though, uh, to talk about uh, your latest release, I guess it's not quite as uh, politically motivated, maybe, unless I missed some of the lyrics or some of the point. But uh, I did check out the video for it, and obviously it looked like you guys went down to Fells Point uh, to get some of the footage there, oh, yeah. which was really cool. Uh, well shot. Um, did you want to talk about that tune at all?
2: Yeah, so, um, yeah, we went down to uh, um, to Baltimore. That's my song True Craft, which features a uh, really dope uh, Baltimore-based MC, uh, MC Bravado, and right. uh, Allison Blanc, who's a really cool singer from um, D.C., and yeah that's that's sort of a more like boom bap heavy sort of heavy on the lyrics sort of song um just sort of more like having fun um sort of still paying tribute to like you know hip hop in its finest and sort of valuing lyrics and Genuality sort of being genuine over um sort of just like chasing clout um and sort of being um but yeah by um, and that's a song that we had some pretty good coverage with uh, um and good sort of media um coverage and um definitely excited for uh the next upcoming release that we, we um definitely excited to drop something new out there
0: yeah it uh cut out just a little bit uh audio wise there but i think i got it okay my bad um it's uh you can
2: talk more of that if you want, if you want me to try to sum it up again.
0: Uh like I guess I think I think I got it. Um Okay. Just, but uh yeah, it looks like I mean, uh obviously you're pretty big on uh on uh, collaborations too. So I don't know if you wanted to you know bring up uh some of the people that you've been uh, working with other than uh Bravado and uh, Allison Blog or um anything. Yeah.
2: Yeah, so a uh, lot do have some collaboration um, going on in them. I mean, there's there's MC Bravado and Alison on My most recent song, um, I did a song with a really dope artist named Nico Theme, um, and he actually um, is one of the first two members of the Army uh, band, Army military band, to be a hip hop artist. Nice. Um, and we actually, uh, we have a song called Perspectives that got some good notoriety, actually got covered by like big publications like Revolt TV. Um, we actually have a new album, a duet album that we uh, just finished and we're sort of um, working on uh, getting the cover art and everything and planned out wow. for a release. Um, so that will probably be, you know, coming out sort of the top of 2023. Um, I, yeah, I, I had a good amount of features on my on my debut album Fresh Air. A lot of them were just people that I was doing shows with um, in the D.C. area. Um, There were a lot of great artists um, in the D.C. area. I mean, shout out to Just Paul, a great singer who's on a song of mine. Um, Just Kids, um, Brain Rap. I mean, there's there's a a good, solid amount of features on there. Um, All just from really cool people who are just doing big things. Um, And that's one of the things that I love, just collaborating with other artists, too, um, telling stories together. Um, Yeah, and then... um, good amount of producers as well because i always like yeah. having a couple different sounds um going on on a, on a project
0: yeah that's one of the cool things about rap that i noticed is like it's just not even a uh, like a thought about collaborating you know it's just like a natural part of i guess just making music like it doesn't seem like it's quite as common you know in other genres sometimes um like yeah the, re- the reggae rock thing is kind of bigger now in maryland than it ever was and those guys often you know kind of get together and boost each other up or jump on each other's tracks very similar i feel like to you know the hip-hop world but um i guess it's just cool to have that sort of community built into it it seems like you know it's like it's like it's built into the culture you just don't have to like think about it
2: yeah i think it's also one of those things where because in a lot of ways it it could be just something that is very simple, you know, especially as an artist, you know, you know, essentially your voice and your your lyrics are your instrument. So it's not really Mm -hmm. that much of an issue to just write a 16-bar verse and just jump on it, you know. It's not like you're going to have to change the entire musical arrangement necessarily or do any masterful sort of drastic changes in the storyline. And it's just really cool to sort of, you know, have everyone sort of talking about the same subject, but saying different things. And it's almost kind of like that, yeah. um, almost like one up, like who could say the same, you know, who could have the, the dopest wordplay or, you know, sort yeah. of uh, sort of the team playing sort of thing.
0: Who's getting you fired up uh, now these days in the modern, modern world? I'm sure there's quite a few, but I don't know if there's any yeah. jump to the um, forefront
2: you know there's there's a lot of a lot of dope artists that i've really been listening to um i mean i i go back and i'm constantly listening to like artists in their older discography Mm -hmm. um i've really been um a big fan of king crooked right now um some of his new music is really really dope um i've always been a fan of roast the five nine um especially the stuff he did with eminem with bad meets evil um I don't know. I mean, I'm constantly, always listening. I love Childish Gambino. Um, okay. He's a really dope artist who's got a lot of versatility to him, um, yeah. and a lot of a lot of content-driven stuff, which I like as well.
0: Yeah. So, what are you guys uh, doing? You feel like the most to uh, to drive the content machine? Uh, I mean, I noticed from stalking, obviously, a little bit today, getting prepped up. That uh, also, congratulations! Uh, looks like maybe you're getting married sometime soon. Oh yeah. So.
2: Thanks. Um, yeah. My, uh, my wife and I, we got married in, uh, in June and I just got, just got back with our little honeymoon from Puerto okay. Rico. So Bro. that was cool last month. So. yeah, and it was, it was a good vibe. Yeah, for Sick. sure. Thanks man.
0: Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, yeah. I'm sure you did it just for the content, just for the, the like, Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: no yeah we we yeah. had so many pictures from that it was like crazy um because yeah. instagram what's like, you put 10 up at once and i was like oh man it's actually yeah. tough going to the folder because we did we did like all the things that you would want to do when you when you go to puerto rico i mean like not everything because we we were only there yeah. for so long but we did the jet skis and um you know um going on atvs through the forest and you know the catamaran cruises it was a really cool vibe yeah
0: definitely gotta go back again yeah i've heard it's a beautiful place but But, uh, yeah, I guess just like like I was saying on the musical front, I don't know. A lot of people have some different strategies for what they're trying to do to uh, promote their stuff. Do you have uh, any particular uh, formula? Or you just kind of take it day by day and figure something out? Or uh, do you have, like, any, any, um, I don't know, ability behind the camera? Stuff like that? Or video editing?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think... So, like, for me personally, like, I think always, like, the best quality um, footage there or material that you have in general, whether it's a song or a video or pictures, is always just going to, like, resonate and grab people better. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, I really tried, like, especially at the top of 2020, I just dropped an album, and I had, like, a whole tour set up about doing, like, shows. We had stuff, like, going on at, like you know songbird and some other venues and all of our pr sort of release was based on sort of like a little mini tour all about doing recurring shows in the dc area and of course you know march of 2020 that all shut down so we kind of like really reinvested and just like switched it up and really focused on like pr and building up the digital footprint and i learned a whole lot about just kind of how to promote and the best way to do it through that whole process by you know working with different pr people and really doing a lot of research on my end and um it's one of those things where, like, at the end of the day, like, running ads is really good um, to help generate. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like, one of the best ways is just to have, like, real authentic, like, good posts. Um, yeah. And that's something that will always grab attention. And you'll get, you'll find, like, more people will be liking it, people that haven't even liked any of the other stuff because it kind of penetrates through the algorithm um, yeah. because more people are liking it. Uh, because it's our, it's you know authentic and people are identifying with it. Um, it's one of those things where, like, for a long time, I was trying to like keep up with Facebook and Instagram, and they're constantly tweaking their algorithm. So it's like to know yeah. what to put up and when to put it up, and you know the best way to put it up because they have like reels and videos and pictures and carousels yeah. and it's like stories. So it's really hard to figure out like what they're favoring at that moment to really sort of get through. At the end of the day, it's just like I think you just put up what you want to put up, and just be authentic to you, and put up, put it up in, with good quality media, yeah. um, whether that's pictures or video, and that's gonna do the best penetration through.
0: Yeah, most likely. I know everybody's trying to hack it one way or the other, so yeah. Um, I'm always a little curious, but uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, do you have uh, any dates lined up now, coming up on the horizon of uh, frozen stuff? yeah
2: um so on sunday the 16th of october um that's not uh you know in a in a week or two i'll be yeah. uh, presenting at dc music summit uh duke Ellington high school it's a dc music summit is a big uh sort of music um education forum um that happens every year um i'll be presenting a panel about um how music can be used in schools um in therapy um, huh. cause I also I work as a therapist for children on special needs, so I yeah. kind of fuse my, my music or just music in general on uh, the sessions I do. Um so it won't really be a performance, but it'll be like a panel. Um I do also have a show um later on, I think on the seventeenth. Um I'll be performing at a fashion show um event um that'll be happening in DC. Um Other than that, I'm sort of just booking shows as they go. I know it's kind of going into the winter. You know, we never really know how things are going to be, if there's going to be issues. I mean, outdoor shows have been really ideal over the summer and everything. But, um, you know, definitely going to hopefully book some more uh, November shows coming up.
0: Right on. Yeah. um, When you say special needs uh, kids that you're working with, uh, do you care to say, like, what kind of special needs like because obviously yeah and like you're using music and stuff as therapy which is cool like uh if you want to talk about that at all i'm interested
2: yeah of course no so yeah i've been in the field for 14 years i started in 2008 working at a school uh, run by shepherd pratt which is this big hospital out in baltimore they have a bunch of uh,
0: very familiar with the old shepherd pratt
2: yeah you know Yeah. yeah yeah so they've they got you know sort of private Schools that are publicly funded uh, for kids with with special needs. Um, I I've, the last nine years I've been working at a, th- a private uh, therapy center uh, called the Floor Time Center um, out in Bethesda, Maryland, and basically it's it's like a play based therapy uh, for kids, yeah. um, which is a lot more motivating for kids as opposed to sitting them at a desk and sort oh, of yeah. explaining concepts to them and having them sort of just regurgitate and repeat back. Yeah. Here you're doing it through play and infusing education and therapy and social skill building and other types of therapy like occupational therapy and speech because play is just is how this language of kids is how they communicate it's how yeah. they engage and you're really able to get so much more out of them um, and music is another great way so like music is a way it's a universal language it's a great way to educate I mean anyone yeah. who knows the ABCs if you ask someone to recite it they're probably going to have the melody in their head or the melody as part of the oh, thing, yeah. because of how you learn. Everybody, it. Everybody's got to sing it a little too. bit. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so mostly I've been working with kids, you know, with, with autism spectrum disorder, but a lot of other sort of special needs as well as, you know, speech yeah. delay, things like that, low tone, um, and different sort of special needs. But, um, yeah, it's mostly about, I've been working with kids who are, you know, the last nine years, especially with kids who are, um, you know, really younger, um, ages like, you know, three to seven or eight, uh, yep. Really just sort of getting them into the best possible place before entering the school system and
0: then supporting yeah. them,
2: you know, going into that.
0: Yeah, man, that's, uh, that's cool. It's that's important work. Um, I guess you obviously probably don't have kids uh, yet on your, your own. I mean, I don't know if this is like your second or third go-around on the marriage uh, world. <laughs> no, 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 first marriage uh, <laughs>
2: and no kids. We just got a cat at <laughs> the moment. But, yeah.
0: uh, um, but I guess that like prepares you in a way. Um, uh, even though hopefully your, your kids may not have to deal with the same exact problem, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I always joked a little bit, uh, for a while that like being a paramedic, I, uh, only like ever really dealt with like sick kids or at least kids who are not having a good day. You could say, yeah. Yeah. And so whatever I saw a kid, like just having a normal day, like, you know. Like a friend or a relative or whatever, like I don't really know what to do. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know. I, I only see them when they're all, you know, freaking out. And it's like yeah. when, when they're all calm and happy, I'm like, uh, okay, this is weird for me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's funny you say that because it is interesting. You know, I, you know, I've been mostly been working with kids, and and even if they're having a you know a really good day we're not working on sort of regulating and working through uh, an issue or something you know there's where well, I'm always working on goals with them you know there's yeah. always you know I'm playing with them but there's a challenge that I'm working in and meshing into the play you know trying to get them to to problem solve or think about something so you know it's interesting to say that cuz I I have a godson um who and his older brother who are now uh 11 and 13 and um yeah, I mean, we, we have a great relationship and everything. But for the first couple of years, when they were when they were kids around the same age as the kids that I'm normally working with, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm, I'm not sure what to do. Like, yeah. you know, right. sure, like what, what challenge am I going to work on? You know, this and that is, yeah. you know, it's kind of a, you're right. You're kind of like a, a fish out of water in those moments a little bit because you're so yeah.
0: used to a, spe- a specific niche. Exactly. Um, it's like yeah. crisis mode. And if nothing's going on, like I guess your normal strategies don't work as well. I don't know. Yeah,
2: but you know, yeah. it's it's always one of those things where you know I, I kind of figured out like okay there you know there's other yeah. things to work on you know every every kid no matter where they are always has to work on social emotional development sort of stuff and you know yeah. you know that's something that as they start going to school and sort of peer relationships and friendship sort of dynamics come you know you know it's yeah. always you know, something to work through and stuff so uh, but yeah no it's yeah. it's it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic you're sure you're definitely right about that
0: yeah good field to be in i mean at least you know for the people you're able to help out uh do you feel like it influences you know art at all for you like either maybe your approach with them or your own art yeah
2: definitely um i think you know i've been in the field for a long time and i started making music and i initially thought like okay like this is what like the therapy is what i'm doing to pay the bills for studio time and like the music is going to be the main thing um And then as it went on, I was like, you know, they don't have to be different, you know, like they can be conjoined, not necessarily as one, but kind of mutually helping each other. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. something that sort of really started coalescing in like 2015 when I dropped 1915, um, which was now it was now being used in schools and was the first one of my songs. I have three songs being used in schools, but that was the first one. And that really sort of. Open the avenue of like, oh, now I'm like able to use my Rolodex of educators that I know through my years of being in the educational field and working at schools to help with my music. And my music is helping to educate kids just as what I'm doing with the therapy. So now it's kind of like they're different, but the same in a lot of ways.
0: So um,
2: that's something that has really been cool. It's just like I'm, I'm a musician and an educator and it doesn't necessarily have to be a one or the other sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I always think, too, like, kind of on the autism uh, spectrum thing, like, I often think, like, maybe it gives you, like, a greater appreciation for music, too. Like, seeing them react to it, you know, kind of gives you, like, an idea of, like, whoa, like, that's how music is kind of experienced, like, on, like, a deeper level sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
2: There's, there's a lot of that. Um, you know, one of the things that I do is I try to mesh music into some of the therapy as that I do. A lot of what I'm doing um, for the first initial couple sessions when I'm working with a new client is just working really hard on building that rapport so that yeah. we have sort of a fun dynamic. We have a trust. You know, so when I am starting to challenge him or her um, on, their, on their goals... Um, right. I'm going to actually get like the child is going to be excited to sort of reciprocate. And if I do a goal or something in the in the in the the therapy, it's not going to be sort of something that is going to be seen as an obstruction or something that's going to, you know, end the game. But it's going to you know, they're going to be excited to keep going. So music is definitely a really cool way to sort of build engagement and get sort of a back and forth going. Being silly with songs. I mean, clearly everyone knows nursery rhymes, but it's cool to sort of switch up the words and be super silly about it. That's something that really, like, hits home. I definitely channel a lot of Homer Simpson in my sort of silliness and awesome. my absurdity. Yeah. All the kids around the uh, therapy center definitely know about, though. No! And, like, <laughs> one of these days they're, when they're growing up, they're going to watch The Simpsons and it's going to have, like, a little light bulb moment, yeah. you know, when they see it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of the kids, you know, especially through autism, you know, the kids with sort of limited language or developing emerging language, Music is a way for them to really connect um, and deal with emotions and things. There's a lot of kids that I've worked with um, who haven't been really been able to talk about emotions um, except through songs. And a lot of that were like Disney songs and things like that. Yeah. And they were sort of categorized like what's a happy song, what's a sad song, things like that. And then sort of sing a song or a melody of it when they're feeling a certain type of way It is sort of like an indicator, like they might not have the language or the ability in that moment to express how they feel, but they can hum the song, which has meaning for them, um, and is a way to sort of, you know, spread that awareness to their caregiver or anyone around them about how they're feeling.
0: Yeah, it's cool insight, I think, for, you know, a lot of people. I mean, that's what music does. It's just like, you process your emotions, you know, good, bad, and ugly. Yep. Whether you're um, writing it or making it or whether you're uh, listening to it, you know, either way.
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's it's a it's a it's a therapy. I mean, for for musicians, it's a, it's a therapy for a lot of musicians just to make music, even yeah. if they're playing in their basement with no one around. It's a therapy, you know. After a long day, to do that, yeah. it's a therapy to listen to. Um, you know, it's therapeutic for for people to to talk about. You know, um, you know things things that songs cover. You know, can talk about many issues, wounds that haven't healed. You know, it's a way to can be a rallying cry you know it's, it's a yeah. lot of ways uh, to work through yeah.
0: important for sure since you gave me a, uh, a documentary at least i think it's a documentary to check out yeah. motherland motherland um, yeah
2: definitely check it out
0: i would check out uh the devil and daniel johnston i don't know if you've seen it or heard of it
2: i but, have not um, no
0: check
2: that out
0: he was uh definitely on the spectrum for sure and okay. Uh, a really interesting like take on art and music. And um, okay. it was really interesting to kind of get an insight on in, into his world. And um, incidentally, I think part of the reason he got more famous was like Kurt Cobain would wear his T-shirt all the time. Mm. Oh. So I would definitely That's recommend really cool. checking that yeah. one out.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, I'd have to check that out for sure.
0: But yeah, um, definitely appreciate you coming on here and, and chatting oh absolutely um, man
2: likewise of course happy to be on
0: anything i can do to kind of help you out or help anybody out is uh, is great and um you coming on here helps me as much as anybody because i mean like i said you're on the ascent i think right now <laughs> definitely you got some traction going which is cool well, thanks man you know knock on
2: wood it's been it's definitely been a long time grind and i think it's just one of those things where like you find find who you are and what you want to say and you just keep doing that and so you know you kind of kick the door down slowly but surely
0: yeah man um i guess you, to just recap you got a new album pretty much coming out uh 2023 so people can check that out hopefully soon yeah um we kind of covered some of the dates maybe that are coming up um but i'm sure there'll be you know more um is there any big things that we missed like I don't know, just something that was kind of pressing. It seemed like uh, I don't know you wanted to bring up that I just didn't touch on.
2: Um, I think one of the things um, that would be really uh, important too is um, right now um, in Armenia there's actually um, another war going on right now. Um, uh, Azerbaijan, which is uh, you know sort of an ally of, of Turkey um, has kind of sandwiched Armenia is kind of sandwich on either end and as yeah. uh, has been, um, you know, launching attacks into Armenia and in Republic of Artsakh. That's actually what the documentary Motherland is about. Um, yeah, that's right. And that's something that um, one of my new singles coming out sort of touches on a little bit. Uh, but that's something that is not really being covered in a lot of the um, media uh, just yeah. because there's so much going on, you know, with with the war in Ukraine. Uh, with COVID, and that's something that you know Azerbaijan is sort of taking advantage of, you know, um, is sort of the world distraction. Um, So that'd be something um, for anyone out there who's listening, who's maybe not aware, just check it out. Um, Again, it's one of those things, just like 1915, educating about the Armenian Genocide, just the knowledge, getting it out there is half the battle. Um, So some awareness about that would be awesome. Um, And then anyone who hasn't heard 1915, you know, that's a song that's pretty relevant still. Um, the you know the Turkish government is still denying that and um, yeah I would just um, you know got some new releases uh, similar to that but also on a different more positive note as well.
0: Right on. Um, well yeah I mean I can put both songs on here on this episode. Um, I could even you know fire it up with 1915 and then like end with the new one or you know it doesn't really it's up to you. Yeah. Lead That'd off be with great. the new one.
2: The new one actually uh, is not out yet. I actually, I'm um, going in to record it probably the next week. Um, so um, that's something that,
0: that. I meant the one you sent to me.
2: Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, I'm sorry. True Craft. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's perfect, then. Yeah, we could do that. Because I do talk a little bit about. I mean, I talk a lot about 1915 uh, throughout the interviews. So it would be nice for people to hear it, or at okay. least a snippet of it yeah, that. Yeah,
0: that's what I was thinking. Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah, that works perfect.
0: All right, sweet yeah, I'll slap this on here and, uh, should be good to go.
2: Awesome. That sounds great, man. And, um, yeah, definitely let's, let's stay in touch. Um, I'd love to, you know, continue building. Um, I I think Will, i mentioned something about a a festival you guys were putting on or something, um, early next year. Um, that's something. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, we're, we're, we're always scheming and planning. Um, but you know, one of the extensions, I guess, of trying to, like, grow the community with the podcast and whatnot is do some, you know, festivals, get people together, get partying yeah. a little bit, and uh, actually get people out. So, I mean, uh, last year we did two very small, like, you know, 15 band bills. Um, So we're aiming for at least that this summer. Hopefully. Oh, nice. We got at least one on the books in June. Okay. And then, um, you know... Probably try to get a couple more in there, random places. We did one in Pennsylvania in the fall. So just kind of trying to, you know, branch out, do some weird shit, stuff like that. Yeah. That's dope, man. Awesome.
2: Well, yeah, oh. man, uh, that'd be awesome. I'd love to make it out to one of those, and um, you know, just keep me in the loop. I don't know if you ever have any hip hop acts on it. But you know, I, I do have a a backing band that I usually work with. Um, sort of building it out. Definitely a drummer DJ, but you know, also mu- other musicians as well.
0: Yeah, um, no, we're, we've been trying to branch out. The cool part about doing a podcast festival or whatever you want to call it, a bill of people from the show is that it's you know genre independent. Mostly, yeah. I mean, it it does kind of cater to rock, I guess. But like in general, though, it's sort of like I don't know of a lot of other <clears throat> like larger bills that would have a diverse uh, genre or sure. genres in them. So it's it was kind of cool to see. Like I honestly thought like maybe the bluegrass band my friend was in like crushed it maybe the most um, mm. out of like a lot of the bands. So I I don't know. It just kind of like depends on yeah. the day.
2: That's awesome, but, man. That's very cool.
0: Um, i definitely keep you on the loop on that. And, yeah, for uh, sure. That'd be um, awesome.
2: And thanks. Let me know if there's anything I can do, you know, do to return the favor. Um, definitely when the when the when the episode is ready, um, you know, definitely you know share it out and get my folks to listen to it for sure.
0: Yeah, man. Appreciate it, dude. Uh, hopefully, we actually meet up one way or another. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. cross paths at one of your shows or something like that who knows yeah and if you're hanging out with will then there's always a good chance too so
2: okay yeah 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 me and him need to get back up again uh cause it's been a little while um but yeah let's definitely um um link up at some point i mean you you do shows as well um Will was saying you're a musician
0: yeah he basically plays my band now it's like, gotcha. like oh. an alt alt rock thing that we do okay. originally, but then I play like a lot of cover shows too, so that's awesome. Um, kind of just depends on the day, honestly. Nice, so
2: we'll definitely keep me posted on if you got into any shows, um, you know, in like the DC sort of area. I definitely, you know, love we'll to come through and see you,
0: hey man. Likewise, well, cool. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'll probably just text you or email you if I have uh, any questions or okay, something that. Obviously, you can text me if there's something you want included in the episode okay. that, like, you've thought of last minute or something.
2: Okay, cool. All right, um, yeah, I'll sounds good, man. It,
0: I'll put it out. I think I'll put it out on Tuesday of okay. next week. Okay.
2: So cool. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll um I'll think it over if there's anything I missed. Um, and I'll let you know. And then, um, I guess I'll just be on the lookout for the MP3. Um,
0: yeah.
2: if there's any edits, but then yeah, that, I think we got. I think we covered just about everything.
0: Sweet man, well, cool. I appreciate your time and of course, uh, man. Hopefully, people like the conversation. I don't know. <laughs> of course, no, yeah, yeah,
2: likewise, man. Thank you for having uh, me on and uh, really appreciate it. Let's definitely stay in touch. All right, dude.
1: Intertwined with the prime grinding, who so, better? Rhyme schemes that are my
0: Oh yeah, I want to thank Mark for coming on the show and thank you for listening. The song that you're hearing right now is called True Craft.
1: Living the life, spitting it nice until then Stick gripping in the mic, triple the price with my pen Not talking features, but the worth of each verse Seeking perfection is a curse I traverse Beast mode, heat stroke, never doing the least most Eat flows, these folks know from the east coast Please hold me down, round my town in Moco Spread my sound, profound, bound for Soho Let's ride west side, write rhymes, catflies, flies Tight lines, neckties, juicy buns, wet thighs Bars be that grim reaper with a street sweeper Spitting flames at lames as I aim the heat Send the tune slap to that new Amount. you can read it and weep, she leave with me to the beach, funny you corny, but I got your freak on a leash, the beast to the east, and I didn't mean to take your wife, but when we touch, sparks fly like a power ranger, fighting Orange County veteran like Oswin Benjamin, another sway sign that I've been better than, momentum from the pendulum, the rent is met with penmanship, I'm still Van Wilder than Ryan Reynolds ever been, His Eminence, they steady mention him with Eminem, white lie, more like Thomas Jefferson, I'm Escaline election. when I'm electric with it, this is Edison, the yeah. yeah. Metaphors to wreck your perspective Credit with the eclectic record collectors Straight superlative, heard of this The circuit is, running last around that mumble rap circus shit, dispatching hits Accurate, ain't shit to add to this Some Massing quips, animate ad libs I'm packing it, fuck with these answers Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Chuck Hux is in a dumpster Rough with the anger, tired of Trash rappers, spitting lies, facts matter Lyrical quick draw, I get the strap Faster and after mad laughter By my hip hop heads, culture is not